Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 337. I am your host, Jordan Bjorty, and joining me today is the excellent Krista Hoog. Still excellent. Okay, good to know I haven't been downgraded yet. And the wonderful trickster, prankster lord that he is, Alex Hansiuk. Hey guys, I mean, I just I'm just showed up. I don't know why I get all the fanfare, but I do appreciate it, and it's nice, <laughs> nice to be here. Well, you know, and it's uh, you haven't been around for a while. You've been uh, doing more important things, oh, and so, uh, so many, we're, we're so just, many things. We're just happy to have you around. You know, you you come in like a lovable scamp and then and, and ruin everyone's day and make editing a, a chore. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> So in, in, in the boy band, he's the lovable one, then? Yeah, he's the lovable rascal. I can't play the, the instrument. Uh-oh. You're, you're like, you're like you, know, you know Bob's Burgers, the, the boys for now? You're boo-boo. <laughs> Thank you. Never seen the show, I forget. I appreciate you ever watch? Oh, my God. Watch Bob's Burgers. <laughs> I would be, I would obviously be, there. there's one, I can't remember his name, but there's a guy in there who's, like, clearly in his 30s, but he's, like, trying to be in a boy band. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? I'm a teenager. <laughs> like, uh, uh, all right. So, <laughs> so let's let's just dive right into the news because it's a uh, it's a uh, it's been a it's been a week and a half. Um, so first off, out of the gate, we got uh, CDPR who just uh, who just can't seem to catch a break. Um, they uh, they got hacked in a in a big way and uh these hackers stole a bunch of uh stole a bunch of source code from them uh, a bunch of uh like internal information relating to like uh like i don't i'm not necessarily like like employee like details but like i think like 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 um like uh like accounting information and and stuff like that and uh they were ransoming cdpr for uh did they ever actually say like a number in terms of money like, what do they want for it? CDPR did include that in the ransom note that they shared, but um, just an update since since Monday when the article went up, they apparently sold it yesterday uh, yeah. to like, like a dark web monitoring agency called K- uh, Kela, K-E-L-A, and uh, they were trying to sell it for $7 million, and whether or not they actually got $7 million, I don't know, but it, the deal has apparently closed. Yeah, because I, I saw something about that they said that they... they, they uh they got something that they were apparently happy with or something. So like, I'm sure it wasn't, uh, I'm sure it wasn't a, a pittance. Um, but yeah, no, CDPR uh, didn't back down. They weren't going to uh, negotiate with, uh, with terrorists or, or, or hackers. Um, and now I guess we'll see, uh, because yeah, because these hackers were also saying that they like, if, if CDPR didn't meet their demands that they were going to like, leak this information too to like their uh, like sources in like journalism and stuff so um who knows uh who knows what this is going to mean for for cdpr um because yeah it wasn't just it wasn't just uh like cyberpunk source code it was like witcher 3 it was like some unused version of witcher 3 or something like that like so it was a, apparently a lot of uh company secrets yeah so if if it did actually sell on the in the auction style it made at least a million because that was the the starting bid with sort of a seven million dollar buy now kind of price um and increments mm-hmm. of five hundred thousand dollars so that's that's some serious uh money on this illegal uh, auction house going on yeah why don't we get on the dark web <laughs> talk, talk to brendan i guess but so just, I, I 
I don't really understand what is the point of like what financial reason would they have for buying this like where do these guys get their money back if they spend like let's say seven million dollars buying the the source code for cyberpunk or in witcher and all that stuff where's the sort of gain there other than the fact that they have the source code um maybe they could they can work off of it make you know of a working version of the game and call it like like piber sunk and and sell it and actually make like money on it whereas cdpr didn't <laughs> i don't know yeah i personally can't I wait for the, for the watcher uh three <laughs> yeah, the, the watcher four <laughs> like let's say in theory that someone did that and they're like we're going to use this as the base and then they like build their own game and then it's like okay you published it now you're going to jail because it's clearly you just stole this like it's well it's you crazy. can't prove that they realistically that you that they stole it if they if they use it as a base and build their own game off of it it's like doesn't that technically fall in the realm of like where like you know unity asset stores and like asset packs come in like it's like they didn't just repackage The Witcher 3. They made their own game. They just used uh, the source code for it's it. It's different if you're the one who bought it at an illegal uh, auction on the dark web. I think that that makes it a bit more murky. Oh, but yeah, but prove if, it. <laughs> if they just like release the source code kind of thing, like which is I guess I think that's what they were threatening to do, right? But it's been sold now, so uh, not sure what, what's going on with that. But if they actually just end up releasing it, then it'll be very hard to track. Like, oh, because like, everyone in the world could technically have access to it, and then it's kind of kind of screwed but uh yeah not a good not a good uh not a good time for cd project red obviously an understatement but uh, like imagine talking to them in like early november or like late november and just imagining and i like telling them what happened with the launch and the fact that their game got <laughs> sold on the dark web and all all this stuff it's just uh, has there been a game that's had this much of a media shitstorm or just not even media shitstorm just the shitstorm in general in in, in memory I don't. I I genuinely cannot think of one. I mean, the the closest one I can maybe think of. Not no, not even Anthem did this bad. Like Anthem, like had a lot of stuff you know going on with it, but it it didn't uh, it didn't merit this kind of response. People were really mad about Cyberpunk. Yeah, and they, like what like what are you really gaining from this besides seven million? Like okay, like that's obviously something. <laughs> yeah, besides it, seven like, million, nothing. <laughs> but like this this moral high ground that they're like they like they're talking from like oh what are you gonna do release the source code and reveal the game's busted? Yeah, we know that already. Oh, well, oh we're, we're gonna release <laughs> yeah. internal documents to our con to our contacts quote unquote in journalism. Um, yeah, everyone's finding out the stuff on their own anyway. It's like like you know we don't need you to commit to, like a crime and compromise personal data. Yeah, I feel like no, there must know... be some sort of value that the person buying it is getting that I just don't understand or we don't we don't understand because I what is the point? I mean, I understand on one point they got the source code and then they're leaking it to be assholes. Like that that kind of makes sense. But the, the someone paying like 7 million between 1 and 7 million dollars for it, it just seems like a weird investment. I feel like it's something that Elon Musk would do, you know? He, he he's going like, to like to say that. <laughs> He's going to reveal it in like five days, be like, yo, I bought Cyberpunk on the dark web. Now we're going to do everything we can to fix this game. And then, you know. That's, yeah, I was just about does. to say, it's just like, like what, like you, you, what kind of crazy, like, <laughs> I don't know, like Dr. Evil billionaire has like this, this money lying around just to buy up the source code for, for Cyberpunk. Like you really, I honestly got like nothing about this makes sense. Like nothing does. It's, it's just, it's just such a wild story. What's what's that quote from Dark Knight? Some people just want to watch the world burn. That's yeah, yeah. I guess that that must be it. 
I bought a $70 game and it was bad. I'm going to get $7 million. <laughs> Time to hack. <laughs> I mean, if you can do that, that's pretty sick. I mean, like, if, uh, if... obviously, it's a terrible thing, but if you can turn $70 into $7 million in, like, you know, a month's time, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. Pretty Look, bad. if, uh, if, um, if uh, Sam Esmail is uh, is uh, listening to this podcast, you know this is uh, the 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 un the unreleased season of uh, Mr. Robot. You know, <laughs> Elliot bought Cyberpunk and he was really bad about how bad it was, so he just but shut down CDPR DLC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't give yeah. Ubisoft any ideas. I can't wait for the movie in like two years where they're like one man taking on an entire video game corporation. They released an unfinished game and he gave it back to the people. And it's like released Dude. by like Daily Wire or something. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. They're making a movie about friggin' the, the GameStop stonks. I mean, this is not outside the realm of possibility. Stop giving people ideas, Alex. Well, it's funny because the GameStop stock thing is like over now. Like it's like okay, like the perfect time yeah, to release that movie would have been, been like last week, and now it's like oh, it's old news, and people are like oh, our stocks are down. That's cool. Neat. What are they gonna make? Like it's just gonna be it's just gonna be like the dumb version of. Uh, not even Wolf of well, yeah, I guess kind of Wolf of Wall Street and uh, and what was that uh, the big shorts like these yeah. movies already exist, but also with the with the original uh, deleted ending of Dodgeball where the team loses. Oh, that's pretty. Was much that actually true? Yeah, there's there's a deleted scene from Dodgeball where Ben Stiller's team wins and they just, they're just like celebrating while the Vince Vaughn's team looks sad and that's like a, a, an ending they almost used. That's pretty. That's really funny. Actually, I wish they would have gone with that. Yeah, <laughs> not brave enough. I mean, I, I think I think it's probably a stronger movie because it has the feel good ending. Like it's a comedy. Obviously, you don't. It's it's not even like it's a dark comedy. Um, but that's still really funny. I would have loved that. Yeah, it's, just, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the same kind of ending here. It's just like oh, this underdog story, and then it ends with you know just a really flat, sad note, and that's it. And then they lost most of the money, and yay. But uh, yeah, I mean. Burned up. Let's uh, let's hope that uh, whoever bought the source code uh, had had a good reason for doing it. Um, oh, I, I, I'm sure I doubt it. <laughs> but um, but uh, speaking of, so so I, I mentioned Anthem back there, uh, and we got a little bit, little piece of news to uh, to divulge. I mean, is it news? So basically, EA had an investors meeting, and supposedly they're like deciding. Uh, what was it by like the end of the month or something? By like the, by the end of this week what, or sometime this week at least they were under, they were entertaining uh, the, um, the new footage. What what the fate of Anthem was supposed to be? Now call me crazy. I will. But I I can't help but feel like when you abandon when you release a game that's like super not finished and then completely abandoned the roadmap that you had set out to put all the content that was supposed to be in the game in the game that its fate had been decided <laughs> one could look at it that way that's for sure like i don't know i feel like the these guys gave up on anthem uh, quite a while back <laughs> yeah looking at their social uh, media and stuff it's, it's been like a year since they've done anything about it or talked about it at all except for like a series of blog posts over the summer like here's what we're going to do with anthem next they call it so yeah because they were well they were they were talking about like doing like bug fixes and making the game like playable to a certain actually like enjoyable to a certain degree but like all the extra like content that was supposed to be in there they Mm -hmm. have they they stated like yeah like a year ago that they're like they're not doing that 
Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. It's, I mean, it's possible that they're like, surprise, we've built it from the ground up, and here it is, Anthem 2, the one that we promised at the beginning. We're going we're gonna to throw it off, but uh, probably what I'm assuming is they're going to try to make it so like, hey, if you want to play Anthem, you can, but we're going to, we're basically going to do our final update kind of thing and then leave, leave it behind. Now, Alex, is that, I mean, do, do you really believe that? Do you believe that from EA, the company that like, that like regularly buys up studios, makes them do things that they're not good at doing and then liquidates them after they fail? Like, I don't believe they're going to be like, surprise, we made Anthem good. They're going to be like, hey, <laughs> surprise to no one, Anthem is dead forever. <laughs> well, my uh, my sort of like Anthem's not dead thing and Anthem's not dead too uh, is, is, is more so about like, I feel like they want to milk this thing. Like, I feel like they're like, okay, it failed. But like, if there is a possibility for money, then EA will go for it. So my belief that they might maybe turn around and be like hey here's an anthem experience is not for my belief and like they're gonna they're gonna bring it back it's gonna be great it's more so in like they're gonna milk this thing till it's dead and it's been dead for you know a year so we'll, we'll see what sort of happens well there. but that's the thing yeah i was about to, i was just about to say like like that I, I i agree with you on that one but like the window for anthem to make money has been firmly closed like there's no way that they're gonna like that even even if they if if they made an announcement and said hey like we're working on fixing anthem and we're going to put stuff in it like it, it's not going to it's not going to see the the return in players that like they need to like genuinely turn a profit on this thing yeah they're they're they could be going for the no man's sky kind of redemption story and they're definitely working from a much weaker position uh, than no man's sky yeah well I, I, again like that's my thing right like no man's sky like you know, uh, people people often point to No Man's Sky when it comes to that, you know, like, you know, lightning in a bottle, turning things around story. But like No Man's Sky, like had to work really hard and really fast to turn No Man's Sky around um, or sorry, Hello Games, I should say, had to had to do all that stuff. Right. Like they didn't come out, you know, they didn't they didn't launch No Man's Sky and then everyone hated it. And then they said, OK, it's dead now. And then like a year and a half later said, oh, wait, surprise, we made it good. Like. No, it's like they released a game that no one was happy with after like tons of hype and you know and 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 undelivered promises, you know, and then when it wasn't what they, you know, what they promised, they said, "Okay, like we're getting to work like day 1 to make this thing playable and make it so that you liked it." And they spent, you know, well over a year like constantly adding stuff to it to make it good, right? So it's just like like EA and BioWare never didn't do that with Anthem. So like it's it's you know, its statute of limitations is is closed. <laughs> Plus, Bioware is kind of working outside of their comfort zone. I think. Um, oh, hundred percent. Because when I or when I first was shown this trailer, like when before it came out, like uh, I, I was blown away that it was supposed to be the same studio that made, you know, Dragon Age and Mass Effect and Kotor. Like, where 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 the dialogue wheels and all that? Like, this just it's just isn't yeah. realized. So, I, like, there's again another disadvantage working against them, unfortunately. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of sad. Call me, really. <laughs> call me Mister Mister Cynical over here, but uh, I don't think anyone who's who any of the, the the five people who are still holding out for Anthem to become good uh, are going to be uh, happy with whatever decision that EA decides to make on it, whatever obvious decision they decide to make on it. Um, but uh, but speaking of speaking of uh, of bad failed things um <laughs> we had uh <coughs> excuse me the uh the the announcement that uh terraria was being 
taken off of uh, Stadia because its developers can't get into their Google accounts. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely a weird one. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Chris! Did you you wrote the story up on this, right? You want to uh, you want to? Yeah, yeah. So Terraria illuminate us. Terraria is on everything. Like it's it's becoming the new Doom. It's like can 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 your fridge your smart fridge play Terraria? Um, uh, but it, Stadia is going to be missing the boat on this one because, like you said, the the studio head at ReLogic, the studio behind uh, Terraria, has been locked out of his Google accounts inexplicably for three weeks, and Google is just giving him a run around and not really helping him out or anything. So he's like, "Well, screw you guys! Like, I'm, I'm not going to uh, work with a company that treats their customers this way. We're like, we're out." So uh, <laughs> there's one more, one more tiny nail, I guess, in the Stadia coffin. The thing, uh, you know, it's it's it makes me laugh so hard because, like, I, I mean, obviously, it's like you know, it's it's like it's not it's not great for um, uh, who who developed Terraria again? Relogic, they're called. Relogic, yeah, it's like it's not great for them. I mean, they've, I mean, granted, I mean, you know, Terraria has been around forever now. Like, it's like they, you know, putting it on Stadia is more a, a boon for Stadia than it is for them. Um, but it's just like it just it, it kills me about like how bad Google is at like dealing with stuff like this because like um, I was I was watching uh, like a, an episode of Oni Plays from I think it was like like last year or like a year like maybe like two years ago and they were like complaining about how bad like YouTube is and Oni said something that made me laugh so hard was just like he's like you know the best thing about having problems on YouTube is that there's no one to talk to about them. <laughs> like it's 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 so true like there's like they they have like no like hands-on like developer support or like customer support like even myself you know with my 100 subscribers like you know when I when Ooh. I couldn't get my my um when I couldn't get my uh <laughs> my <laughs> custom URL I, I had no one to like contact about like why I couldn't like do it. Like I had to wait like a week for it just to sort of like become active. And like, I, you know, I was given the privilege of being able to do it, but it's just like, all you can do, like, I think, I think what is it? It's like, once you hit a thousand subscribers, then you're supposed to be able to have like access to customer support, but even like big channels can't really like talk to people when it comes to like um, support and stuff. Like, Google, I don't know why Google's so bad. I guess when you have a company that's this big, you can't employ pe enough people to to handle all these problems. But like, it, I feel like you should be able to at this point. I was going to say, if not them, who could? Like, like yeah, you know, exactly. Google can't do it with all their infinite resources. Who the hell could? I've had similar experiences with like Facebook support. Like uh, th this week at work, like our Facebook account got locked out. And I was like, oh, like we kind of need that Facebook account because we're, you know, doing posts for clients and stuff. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we don't know what's up. I think it's a glitch on Facebook's end. And I'm like, oh, but you guys are Facebook. So what's the glitch? What's, what's going on? And yeah, I ended up having to make a new Facebook account because they were like, I don't know. I don't know. Jesus. Oh, it's man. so, I know it's so bad. <laughs> That's pretty pathetic. It, 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 it really is. Like, it's just like you, you'd think that these, these things would be like considered when like you have a big company like this, like, Okay, if you gotta hire like five thousand customer support people, then you gotta do it. I'm sorry, like you can't just you can't just have algorithms and like bots trying to mitigate all these problems. Like it's just not effective. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so and that was a it, that was a funny. And it it really is Google's loss too, because Terraria is like a huge success for indie games. That's. Like, I mean, do they have? Uh, do they have? Um, Whatchamacallit? it? Uh, Stardew Valley? Uh, no, I was gonna say Minecraft. Probably. 
probably. I would think that's, so, uh, that's, that's definitely on Stadia, but I mean, it's Stadia what laid off all their development team recently, so <laughs> their software development, yeah, yeah, it's yeah so games in house anymore. I mean, I guess all the what what in house games have they made? Can you name a Google Stadia made game? Probably not. They haven't made anything, and they shut down their their yeah. development te- department. So yeah, it's already I mean, like it's, Stadia. I think that the promise of Stadia was never like, "Hey, we're gonna make Google Stadia games, and you're gonna want to play them." It was like, "Hey, you can play your favorite games on Google Stadia." So I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a death call for Google Stadia, but it's definitely not a good thing because they obviously put money and time into that, and then we're like, "Nope." Well, I, like I said last week, you know, they shut down um, Google Play Music, so it, it's only a matter of time, I think, before they shut down Stadia. It didn't have enough adopters right off out of the gate. Like America's infrastructure is so bad for running something like Stadia. You know, it's not, it's it's never going to catch on in the way that they, I think that's going to become like, you know, a lucrative endeavor for them. And then they're just going to end up shutting it down. Well, and, and here's the other part of it too, is that the, the Andrew Spinks, the studio head, um, has thousands of dollars of content in media and apps on his accounts through Google. And he's, he's had his Gmail for 15 years. And all, like all, all that data on his accounts is just locked out and he doesn't have any idea why. <laughs> so like all this Oof. money you sink into your, into your digital format and it's just gone because who knows? What was it? This is kind of like that story that happened a little while ago where that guy was sitting on something like, like $7 million of Bitcoin and he couldn't remember his password. Yeah. And now it's just like sitting there with like nothing to do because if he like logs in like more than eight times, like, or he fails to log in more than eight times, it's just like all of his Bitcoin just gets deleted. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very so he... common uh, Bitcoin story, actually, where it's like, <laughs> oh, shit, like I, I mined Bitcoin in early 2011 and it's like on this hard drive. Uh, I don't remember my password from 2011, except what my mind state was in 2011. When Why why would you have your password from 2011, right? And it's like, oh, then your money's gone. Mm-hmm. So it's a... Uh, that's why I try to make all my passwords like like song titles, songs oh. of songs I like okay, genuinely like. What are some oh, songs you like, yourself here, Yeah, yeah. What's uh, a, um, somewhere over the rainbow? Um, <laughs> okay, keep it in the, the public the hokey domain. The pokey. Okay, Get yeah, low. keep it in the public uh, domain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somewhere neat. over the rainbow is it? Is that's not public domain? Is it? Oh yeah. But is it actually? I thought that was. I thought somebody owned that song. All right, all right. Clicking. I, I, I guess, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Let's, uh, we don't, uh, we don't, it, need, to, we don't need to. De- the short answer is no, but you can sing it at <laughs> okay, home, okay. apparently. So don't worry, Jordan. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but, but in, in right. 2056, it will be. Anyway, onwards. So. Moving on. Um, so, uh, we also got, uh, some, uh, some, some interesting, I guess you could call it interesting, uh, Star Wars related stuff. Um, because, uh, well, I mean, okay, it's, I guess it's not news. Uh, Gina Carano, Carano, sorry, I mean, I shouldn't care if I mispronounce her name, um, <laughs> has been really super gross on social media. And it finally caught up with her because uh, Lucasfilm, who apparently had been looking for a reason to get rid of her for a long time, um, finally uh, fired her from like Lucasfilm. So she's not going to be on uh, The Mandalorian anymore. Um, because she, you know, she basically re- or like posted something on uh, on Insta, I think it was, or was it Twitter, where she was basically com- comparing like the Nazis like rounding up Jews during the Holocaust to like people having like difference of political views, like comparing like conservatives to Democrats. Um, and she'd been posting a lot of like other gross things for a while. 
and yeah, it's one of those things that like, why did they hire her in the first place? Because it wasn't like Gina Carano was holding back her her sort of you know thoughts and feelings about things. It's it's not a surprise that she's kind of a shitty human being who's like anti-mask, pro QAnon, and just yeah, altogether comparing like you know mass genocide of people to being like oh. I don't think you should be saying that to people because you're a Republican. And it's like, oh, no, I'm oppressed. So one of the funniest things I saw online about this is just like it just it just goes like so it just goes so well to show like how like stupid people are like people were comparing like, um, you know, like side by side, uh, like videos that were being made on YouTube by these like a-holes who were like, you know, when the when the first season of Mandalorian came in and her character was introduced, there's always like, you know, think piece, quote unquote, videos about how like, oh, the SJWs are at it again and pushing the feminist agenda with this character. And then once Lucasfilm dropped uh, Gina Carano, it's like, oh, First Amendment rights are dead. Gina Carano was the best part about the series. Uh, how are you going to censorship and all this other bull crap? Yeah. It's like, guys, like, pick a fucking lane, honestly. Well, it's it, it's funny. And this is like sort of a thing that happens a lot on the internet. And I, I think it was a thing when, like, um, when Donald Trump, when Kamala Harris was announced as the VP, and someone made this tweet where they were like, you know what? If it was uh, if it was Hitler with Kamala Harris as the VP, I would still vote them over Trump. And I'm like, why would you? What, what is what? what is <laughs> weird love, like what made you tweet this? Where you're like, man, I just love Kamala Harris so much. Go Democrats. And you know what? If they were with Hitler, you know, it's fine. Better than Donald Trump. And it's just like the, people is don't it, think. <laughs> Can't we have neither? Yeah, yeah, but it's like, hey, like, do, do you want to compare Donald Trump, the guy that, like, you don't like, does shitty things, or, like, Hitler, the, like, uncontested worst person in our, like, modern history? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they were talking about this new progressive Hitler that, like, you know, existed in, like, 2020, and, you know, he's changed his views on, on certain things. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's strange, but Gina, Gina Carano's uh, career is not over because she's been picked up by uh, by Ben Shapiro's uh, Daily Wire streaming service, where they're going to they're gonna Actually? make... They're, yeah, they're, they're making a movie where she's going to she's gonna direct it, she's going to produce it, she's going to star in it, so it's a win for... um. You know, not not censorship. Nobody. Yeah, honestly, um, I don't know. It's a win. It's a win for all the conservative grandparents. It's in, a win for a win. So we're gonna go see this movie. Who's now gonna make money off Daily Wire and people who are stupid? So it's fine, whatever. But it's that well. is that's a development, all right. That's yeah. Because uh, yeah, because uh, everybody else was thinking that she was gonna go straight to like the Hallmark circuit. <laughs> that would be oh well i mean wouldn't be it wouldn't be like what i don't understand how these how these things are allowed to exist like it's just like how 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 has like fox not just been like liquidated like i don't know maybe maybe I mean, in my like you know in my in my progressive authoritarian like government that i would like you know enforce upon people like <laughs> okay. yeah, because you know in my, in my version in my version of the government i would like i would wipe these guys out so fast like uh, okay i'm now, sorry like if you want to make that that argument like, oh that's what trump said it's like yeah but you know but trump was talking about wiping out like the truth like when you look at, at, at things like like what's his stupid name there uh hannity who just spends like night after night just spewing lies and like like creating misinformation and, and sowing these like this like bull crap throughout the throughout America. Like, how do you just not look at that and be like, okay, you know what? That that has to go. Like, get rid of it. 
Like, we're not talking about this dumb thing where everyone's like, oh, everyone's version of the truth is different. It's like, no, fuck you. Like, that doesn't, that's not real. I mean, everyone is trying to make money as big corporations, whether they're on the left or the right, and they're like, oh, whatever. Like, news is not as important as selling the infotainment stuff. That in my, in, like, my, uh, my, oh my, in my progressive authoritarian government, Fox could exist as long as they're, you know, telling the truth. Well, I... The actual objective truth. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Not like, oh, this is our agenda's version of the truth. I don't know. I'm coming off like a fucking mad scientist right now. We need to move on. So thanks, thanks, Gina Carano, for, for your service and for leading us down this tangent. We wish you much luck yeah. at The Daily Wire, where they're going to help make your one of your dreams come true to develop and produce your own film. She cried out and her prayer was answered. She's sending out a direct yeah. message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by the she, totalitarian she, mob. There's that word again. I've only begun using my voice. She reached out through the force. Which is now freer than ever before, and I hope it inspires others to do the same. They can't cancel us if we don't let them. True yeah, words. exactly. From a true patriot. They can't cancel us if we are the network. <laughs> true patriot. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, and oh my speaking of continuing the, uh, the, the Star Wars through line, uh, or at least the Mandalorian through line, we got the announcement that uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be Joel, that lovable rascal dad figure that everyone loves so damn much, apparently, um, in the Last of Us TV show. That was a wild 24 hours for Pedro. Um yeah <laughs> or well 12 hours i guess even losing his uh his co-star who he had to explain basic human rights to uh and getting this big announcement but uh I, I i think it's a pretty good casting actually like now that i've seen it it uh makes a lot of sense yeah I, he, he, he does have the look he's got kind of like um is he is he marlon brando's son no i don't i don't because he kind of looks so. a lot like marlon like a young marlon brando oh <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, possible i guess but <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine? Oh, actually, like... Marlon Brando's son died uh, in 2008. So, oh, that's uh, sad. One of his sons. Anyway, way to bring it all down. Well, I mean, I'm he sorry. does. Kind of, he kind of looks like a like a young because Marlon Brando. I mean, he was a handsome dude in his in his uh, in his younger days. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I can kind of see it. Um, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a bearded guy who looks kind of tired, and you know is guiding someone through yeah. the apocalypse or like a space war or whatever, you know, it's fine. Yeah. A space he's, war. He's, yeah, he's I guess, the, he's I guess the single dad of the star of the year, really. Cause of this universe. That, the that spy or that, uh, lava kid and shark or what was it called? That we can be heroes. That, uh, Rodriguez movie from. Oh, oh shark, Lava oh, yeah, Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. The spinoff from that or the sequel or whatever you want to call it. Same kind of role as he plays on Mandalorian. And now he's doing the whole Joel, uh, role. So, I mean, he's kind of funny. say a it's a sequel. Here yeah that's i mean it's uh he's he's, do, he's doing all right you know what i mean again you know we, I, I i have i have i mean i guess i'll i'll be, be open-minded to this i you know i feel like um the last of us you know it, it's definitely the kind of thing that probably works better as a movie i don't know or as a, know, as a show as a series as a series i would say i, I is, is the better uh, the better venue for it personally yeah yeah um, but as we can, a, you know, we're not a video gonna... game, it's you know, it's it's mostly for the cinematic experience and that. But we've talked that to death. If you want to hear Jordan's thoughts on The Last of Us, uh, listen to any of the like five episodes in a row where we talked yeah. about The Last of Us. <laughs> just, last just, well, just, 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 random. You probably find it. I mean, yeah, Last of Us. will probably go on about Last, last of Us One. You're you're good with, right? It's just Last of Us. Yeah, two. no, I, I, yeah. I actually, I actually do think that Last of Us One was a pretty solid uh, game, like as a contained experience. But Last of Us Two. Didn't need to exist and didn't do any of the things that it should have done to be a good sequel. So, 
But on a more positive note, see, Bella Ramsey was cast as Ellie. Um, she was uh, she was Lady Mormont on Game of Thrones in the last half of its run. And uh, oh, cool! I didn't watch Last of Us or uh, Game of Thrones. So oh, has it come out yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah she, she's a great she's a great choice for this too actually she's she was on uh his dark materials last season as well and she's uh she's, she has the stones to to do a yeah. turn as ellie the chops. she looks like a she looks like a like a like a little apocalypse girl so I guess, I guess, uh, that's the thing, you know, it's like, we don't have enough, we really don't have enough information about last of us, uh, the series to really like, um, talk about it in any great detail. Uh, you know, we have, we have like none of the information and like all of it. Cause the game's been out for, what, yeah, I mean like now. so like, far the casting limbo. makes sense. The characters seem like they would, could be good fits for it, which is neat. We'll see and, it, and it's HBO. So I'm sure it'll be the kind of show that I think the walking dead wanted to be, but <laughs> yeah. couldn't do it because of like restrictions and like ratings and such. And hopefully it doesn't go on for seven years. Um, <laughs> I will say that that I am kind of more excited to actually watch this series than like to, to play the game because I have never actually finished Last of Us one because the the death animations just kept getting on my nerves. I was getting so angry playing it. Uh, uh, in what like in what way? Like did uh, they look too goofy? No, it's just there's something about the way they're animated. So I died a lot in the first part of the game, um, specifically that one room underground. Like you go into this massive uh, train station room. If, if I'm remembering correctly but anyways there's a mm -hmm. giant room full of clickers in different areas you need to sneak around and it took me about five tries to get through and each time each time you die in that game it's just like there's oh yeah the cutscene that has to play for your like character to get like chomped on but there's like so someone did a study on or, or like dissected like why it's so viscerally like agitating to watch just the just like the, the nature of the camera angles and like the animations and things like that I don't know. I I've, I've I tried it on PS3 and PS4. It got to the first chapter and said, "Well, that was a fun experience," and never touched it again. So I'm kind of curious yeah, to see I, I, how I this mean, movie finishes the rest of the plot for me. It always it always made me laugh just because those things just run up to you and they literally just like slap you in the face and just <laughs> bite you. Like it's so it really is so stupid. Like you're supposed to be this like end of the world badass who could just take on a friggin' army, but then some little doofus runs up and pops you on the head and bites your neck like. And like split your head open and like you just well you i i'm 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 interested to see if they keep in the 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 like the element from the game where like ellie apparently is just invisible to like clickers because that was a big thing in the first game like like ellie would the i don't know why the ai mapping for her was so like wonky because she would just like run around you'd be stealthing around and she would just be like running around like kicking cans and stuff <laughs> and like for whatever reason, the clickers like only like zero in on you if you're like out of stealth. So she could just be like, like literally like playing the bassoon the whole time, and like nobody like you're the oh, only I, one who dies. How, how like, they put in a, her playing the bassoon while Joel like fights off like <laughs> yeah. you know thirty guys. Uh, there's a really there's a really great uh, Penny Arcade comic about that that is like it, like it, again like it perfectly sums up like what the experience is. It made me laugh so because I noticed it too. Like I was just like, "What the like? This makes no sense!" Like they never like she's like literally running right out in front of them, and just like they don't do anything to her. It's like Ellie, could you could you be a deer and kill that guy for me? Because he's eating my skull repeatedly. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Oh, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs> what, oh, oh, uh, right. what, what was her name? Tessa, the other, the other um, adult in the first part. Yeah. She, uh, uh, she something like that, maybe. Too. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see who the cast for that. 
Yeah, it was cool for for a while. So, there, were, there was like a day where they were like, "Oh, they talked to Mahershala Ali," and I'm like, "Oh, sick, great actor. See what it does it." But uh, I think I think that uh, Mandalorian Man is a good actor too. So we'll see what. Uh, what that would have been a very interesting poll, actually. I I saw those rumors and I didn't know how substantial they were, but uh, that got me thinking. Mahershala Ali in that role that'd be that'd be interesting. I I yeah, I'm just a big fan, big fan. Yeah. Put him in anything. But you like, know oh, what, right. you know what would happen if they cast him. Yeah, he well, yeah, that was the other. He would, yeah, but not not before having to endure a, a shitstorm of racism. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, look what happened when wasn't it? Uh, wasn't 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 he being considered for like James Bond also? No, or that was Idris Elba, I think. That was Idris Elba. Idris Elba, yeah. And everyone's like, oh, James Bond is a blackie. Yeah, like the author of the book was like, well, he's a white man, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, he is a white man. All right, go back to sleep, Ian Fleming. Go back. Come on. <laughs> yeah. God forbid we uh, we take Eddie. Uh, he was. Well, yeah, I think so because he like commented on it like when the rumors were up two years ago. So I'm pretty sure he's. Oh wow, really? He's around. Uh, he he yeah, might be dead for like 20 years, and I might just be off. But oh no no he uh, he died in 1964. Well, I don't know who who maybe he, it was he came name. back from the grave and was like James Bond is white. zombies. I'm pretty sure it was, it was one of his like estate people or like the, the estate was like he's supposed to be white and it's like all right, nice. You, you, everyone go back to sleep now. <laughs> yeah, sit down, Nigel. Uh... You're all, you're all dead. Go back to the grave now. <laughs> oh, he well, zombie flares. Uh... <laughs> it was a zombie. <laughs> well, uh, so 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 moving on. That's uh, that's that's about it for uh, for the news section. Um, let's uh, let's talk a little uh, little video games because. Uh, I, I can finally talk about Super Mario 3D World plus wow. Bowser's Fury. Oh, well, how is it? It's fine. Okay. <laughs> how That's, dare it's, you? Um, you know, it's 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 funny um, because uh, I I I I actually cleared like a hundred percent of it like like the other night. It took me maybe like two hours to do it. Um, at least the Bowser's Fury mode. I haven't really dove too deep into the the main game just because I, you know, I played it through and through back when it came out in uh, 2013. Yeah. Um. And uh, then then I went back and started playing Odyssey, and like, my God, like night and day when it comes to those games. Um. But like, it's you know, like I said in my review, right? It's perfectly fine you know if you play it you're probably gonna have fun with it i dare say i had a little bit of fun playing it as well um a little but it's just like it's it's just it really is it at least in my opinion the weakest of like any of the quote unquote, you know if you want to even consider it a quote-unquote 3d mario um it's just it really is just a very forgettable experience like it doesn't it doesn't really have a lot of that like that wow factor that a lot of the games a lot of the other mario games have because i thought i was i, I kind of thought about it like like you know, when, when you think back to like all the other marios like every mario has like kind of like it's one sort of like definitive thing right you know what mm -hmm. i mean like 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 even going back to the like, to the early marios okay like Mar like the first mario okay that was like the first of its time like okay it was a big deal mario 2 comes out and yeah you know it was supposed to be doki doki panic it wasn't a, a traditional mario but you know it's it's as real as it is you know shigeru miyamoto worked on it like 
we, we can consider it a Mario. That had, you know, a completely different style altogether, which makes it really unique. Um, you know, three introduced flying and, and, the, and the Tanuki suit and the raccoon suit. Like, you know, Super Mario World brought in Yoshi and, you know, and even the cape is kind of like a, a more advanced version of the, of, you know, the, the raccoon suit, right? Got Mario 64. That's the first one in 3D. It's a big deal. You know, that was its edge. Sunshine comes out. Okay, it's 3D too, but now you have a jetpack and it's like different. And, you know, it's it, that's its one feature, right? Galaxy comes out. Now you have all these other things. You're in space and that's cool. Um, even like, even if you look at like Mar- like super new Super Mario Brothers on the DS, right? Like at that, at the time that it came out, like 3D Mario's were like the standard. So seeing a game that went back to like traditional 2D Mario, like that was a, that was a big deal at the time too. Um even 3D Land on the 3DS, you know, kind of did some interesting things, right? It had the 3D feature, like it was trying to be its own little thing. You know, it wasn't, it's still probably a, like a, a fairly forgettable experience. But, you know, for what it was on the 3DS, it, it did okay. Then you have 3D World on the Wii U. The Wii U at this point is is struggling hard. It's It's being kept afloat only by first party releases. You know, this is the time where Nintendo would have needed to put out a game like Odyssey if that thing was to really stay alive for any longer than it did. Um, and they didn't. Like, they just, they put out just, like, another sort of, like, oh, here's here's another 3D, like, here's a sequel to 3D Land that strips out the, the one thing that made 3D Land interesting. You know, even, like, the catsuit. I never felt like the catsuit was a really big, like, you know, power up. Like it just, it kind of just feels like an expanded version of the Tanuki suit. Like, Oh, you can just, you can climb up walls now. That's fun. Um, and you're a cat, yeah, I, I mean, cat. it's, it's definitely, it does feel like a new Super Mario Bros. 2 kind of thing where it's like, or not new Super Mario Bros. The, when they did the, the sequel to the Wii one, whatever it was, or maybe the Wii one was the sequel for the 3DS one, but it, it you know, it feels like one of those where it's like, 3D land was kind of cool. Cause it was new and it was, it was doing Mario in a different way. And this one was just like, yeah, we took that base and now we're adding a cat suit and it's it's you know yeah. it, it can only go so far cuz it's not really like a new kind of thing and especially if it's something that hey it came out on the on the Wii U and it well 3DS then Wii U and now Switch it's like it's old now, right? Yeah, no, 100%. And and you know and and I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that uh just brought, you brought up um New Super Mario Bros Wii cuz yeah, you're th- I think you are thinking of New Super Mario Land or New Super Mario Bros 2 which is the one that was on 3DS that was all about coins and that one sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at least like New Super Mario Bros. Wii, like at least, okay, it was a New Super Mario Bros. game, which I guess was trying to get, establish itself as its own franchise of like, you know, th- 3D, 2D Marios. Um, and even that one it has its own definitive edge because like it was the first one to introduce the, the four player, like seamless multiplayer, right? Like, mm-hmm. so like, you know, at least like it had that going for it. Um but yeah, like this one just it really doesn't do anything inventive. And then like even going into um to Bowser's Fury, like Bowser's Fury is trying so hard to be Odyssey, but like it has nothing of like what made Odyssey fun or interesting. Like you don't have the the amount of like worlds that that Odyssey had. You have this little collection of of islands that really aren't like they're not built like in a in a way that makes them fun to explore like they're not very deep you know they're just like they really they realistically could have just been levels in like in the like main game um you know the, the the fact that it still plays by like 
the 3D world's um, control mechanic makes like navigating them very like awkward because you can't like, you know, you don't have a lot of the the range of motion that you did in Odyssey that lets you like, you know, get around certain obstacles in fun, inventive ways. So it just it just ends up feeling very like just very like bland, you know. The one thing I will say is that the Bowser battles in Bowser's Fury were actually pretty cool. I kind of wrote them off at first, um, but then like every single time you fight him, like the fight changes a little bit, and he starts he starts adding a little bit more, um, and it is pretty cool that way. Hmm. No, but yeah, did you have, like did you have the the amiibos? Um, I didn't have the amiibos because uh, like they weren't released, and well, the, even now like, the Bowser or Bowser Junior ones. Uh, I do have them. I didn't use them. I didn't realize okay. they were usable. Yeah, Bowser, uh, Bowser and Bowser Junior are usable in the mode. I think Bowser makes him um, pop up whenever. So like he'll he'll, he'll oh. the animate. Uh, and Bowser Junior does something with with him. I forget exactly what, but I was kind of curious if you'd use that. No, because I, I I didn't realize they were usable. I honestly thought it was just the cat suit uh, amiibos, and I'm probably not going to get them because I don't care enough about 3D Land <laughs> or 3D World to buy those amiibos. Like, oh, um, those are the amiibos. I kind of thought about getting like one because stucco, uh, like great. You know, yeah, they look really bad. I don't know why they didn't go with like the plush thing, like they did with the Yarn Yoshi. It's like they're gonna hurt. Like it's, it's yeah. <laughs> I I kind of thought about getting them just because again, like my niece loves cats and she like kind of you know she likes Mario too. Like I'm I've been getting her into Mario, um, and it was you know it was actually super adorable because I asked her if she wanted one. I was like which because you know I was like which one do you want? Do you want the, uh, no. the Mario or do you want the? She's like do you want the Peach? And she's like and she was kind of like I I want the Peach because. I really love princesses. Ah, <laughs> she's nice. going, going through her princess phase right now. So it was, uh, even I sat down and played it with her for a little bit, and she had a she had a wasn't like in, you know immediately understanding it because she hasn't played video games enough to sort of like get it, especially like you know for like a three D game. Yeah. Now that like you have like you know the whole like eight directions of movement, um, but it was still cute. You know, she wanted to play as Peach right away, and then she was kind of like, hey, now I want to play as Mario because she likes Mario now. Um, Bond, yeah, it was, it was it was Skylanders. <laughs> what if I could? They don't exist anymore. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just it's it's just really it's just really like a it's just not the best. Like like it's not it's not offensive. Like it didn't make me like mad while I was playing it. Um, <laughs> How can you be mad playing like, a Mario game? This is so bright. That's what I mean. Well, fun. I think I was I think I was genuinely mad when I played. Uh, maybe it was new super mario Bros. 2 because i was kind of like i was just like really like this this is it like and it genuinely actually like upset me um I even like when i first when i played 3d world the first time around like it didn't really make me like mad like i was just kind of like i was more disappointed than angry um okay dad and, and you know and, and yeah like I, and I'll, I'll still like defend it i know i know uh the f- uh, former former writer and, and colleague of mine uh cody orm who used to be with cg like he hates 3d world like he thinks it's the worst one ever um and even i'll like i'll defend it to him too and i was saying like no it's it's not like it's, it's it's okay like it's not the worst um but granted that might have just been me like really going to bat for the for the wii u i don't know that's um, but like but, but like you said last week there's there's no such thing as a like bad mario necessarily like there's still fun games yeah. like even, no, even is, at, at their lowest point although okay and, and here's the thing too actually i wanted to talk about because I, I forgot it for half a second but like you know, the, even the the addition to um to Mario or the Bowser's Fury with Bowser Junior, like 
Bowser Jr. kind of sucks to play. Like I was playing it with my brother for a little bit. And like, so, so it doesn't do the thing that it should do. Like they kind of did an odyssey where like if one person's controlling Mario and one person's controlling Bowser Jr., like the camera kind of like pans out and you like have both of them on screen at one time. The camera stays fixed on Mario. So if you're playing as Bowser Jr. and you fall behind the camera, like you're just stuck. Like, and you have to just wait till you get like warped back to Mario. So I can't imagine anyone playing this with like a second player, even like a kid, is going to have a fun time playing. You're not the main character. As... Deal with it. <laughs> then, like, okay. Why is he here then? Like, this is the thing. And I, and I said this in my review. Like, it's just like if they had actually incorporated him into like, like gameplay, like you could actually swap control between Mario and Bowser Jr. and have like little puzzles or obstacles that you had to get around by like using both of them. Like, okay, it would have been a good time, but like just having him there for the sake of having him there, like it's like you finally make a game where you can play as Bowser Jr. that isn't Smash Bros. and you do like nothing with him, mm. you know? And it just like, you know, again, like I said in my review, if it really feels to me like this, this could have been a more like a more enjoyable experience if they had just built it like Super Mario World, like just have like actual levels that you go through where again like you know you're 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 jumping between mario and bowser jr like they're actually structured like proper course clear levels because that's what mario 3d world wants to be it's a course clear game um it doesn't work with the whole like exploration element because like the whole exploration element in bowser's fury isn't really like fun it's not really there's nothing to see um you know, and you could have had some levels again, like if you wanted to incorporate uh, the whole like Fury Bowser thing, have some levels where the whole gimmick of the level is Bowser being in the background, like causing mayhem and making the level hard for you. And then, you know, the end, the the big like boss battle could have just been like the boss fight because the whole 3D element doesn't really play that much differently from like some of the, uh, the, the levels in 3D world where, you know, you have those big panned out camera levels where you can run around in like in like a lot of open space like you could have just worked it that way like i don't understand why it had to try and be so hard to be odyssey when it's like the switch already has odyssey and it's it's a much better game <laughs> yeah that's kind of oh. some strange designs there for sure i'm i'm like i'm curious i'm i'm very different to you like i really enjoyed this one on the on the wii u like i think it's one of the better ones they've done mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm curious to see what i think of it now you know eight years later or whatever it is but yeah it's, yeah it's kind of wild that it's eight years since that came out on wii u but i know here we are it's uh i know it you know and it's fine like it, i'm sure it's not going to offend anyone and like it, you know it's it, it does a decent enough job of like it's like filling that like content gap that nintendo's been in recently because you know they're probably you know hard at work at like on like zelda 2 and like who knows what else they're working on um you know through the pandemic and everything so like it's fine, but I, I don't know. I, I definitely don't think I'm going to want to like play it again as much as I wanted to play like Odyssey. Like I recently actually just, just finished. I like the, the, this week I went, I went through and I got every single moon. Like I've got a hundred percent completion on Odyssey now. And like jumping into Odyssey, like it's such like, like after like, like years or like months of not playing it, it's just like, it just immediately, like you just can't put it down. But like jumping into 3d world after playing it, like, is it just it just it's just frustrating <laughs> yeah i don't know so well, i gave it a, a i gave it a shame ish oh, okay that's it's yeah. good on our on our scale so 
I was, yeah, I was, I was genuinely leaning into a 6.5, but then I was like, you know what? No, it's like, it's fine enough. It's, it's not like bad, really. Like, it's just, it's, it's more frustrating than like, you know, outwardly broken. Like if you just don't run at all, like you can kind of play through most of it, um, fairly, fairly easily. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's another Mario. (laughs) Just get good, Jordan. Yeah. I have gotten good. I just I just had to stop running at any point in this game because the run mechanic is so stupid. <laughs> well, it's not called Super Mario Run, so you get what you paid for. Stupid Mario Run. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who thought it was a good idea to have to hold down the button to run and then not like have like momentum build up in like a like a like a solid like curve? It's just like, oh, you're at this speed. Now you're at this speed. Like no sonic at least runs at a reasonable speed and you have to boot if you hold the boost button it's like instant he just moves it's not like you hold the button down and there's like a three second delay and then you boost into full speed Mm. plus sonic's whole thing is speed so you kind of go in there knowing what's gonna happen right it's not about you know all this other dumb junk well i mean it is but gotta go fast (laughs) but you know uh, it is what it is sonic Um, you must and, and, and again, I'm sorry, I'm getting so frustrated now. <laughs> the whole the whole stupid run mechanic, which doesn't work in in Bowser's Fury, like is it's because like you have to hold down a button to run, but then you also have like full control of the camera. So it's like you have to st- let go of the button to move the camera. Like so you just you're constantly just like you know moving between these two dumb speeds. Like the whole reason it works in Odyssey is because like you know when you tilt the stick forward the whole way you move at the speed that mario is going to meet move when he's at full speed you know unless you get like one of those flowers that helps like helps you boost or you do the little tricks that like help you like move at like a higher speed like the roll and stuff but like you always have like full control of the camera it just it's just oh, it's just so dumb oh sorry i'm getting frustrated but uh you know it is what it is True. So that's uh that's all that. Um nice. And uh I guess I guess uh my 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 final if I, if I can make one final point it's uh maybe throw some money behind Coral Island. It's on Kickstarter. It looks like uh you know Moana meets Stardew Valley. It looks really cool. It's smashing its stretch goals which is uh making me really happy. And uh I threw some money behind it. I'm uh, I'm excited. Damn. Well, that's a nice. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I've been uh, I've been enjoying my. Go support Coral Island. I will. I mean, I probably won't, but I might. I won't, but you might, <laughs> listener at home. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> Clement's not here, but I just wanted to uh, quickly talk about how much I've been enjoying my uh, Oculus Quest Two uh, since I got it oh, here we last go. year. Uh, so I recently I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber like that, and I I reached the part in the story mode where I'm just not good enough to play Expert Plus songs because I'm not good enough at Beat Saber, um, but I managed to sideload uh beat saber so i was able to basically download user creative so- created songs and just unlock a ton of you know like songs i like video game music random stuff and it's just so much fun to play them through in beat saber and it's a good workout and it's uh, honestly just one of the best games for a specific system where it just works so well and you're like yes this is this is the perfect um game for this system this is this, this this great musical fitness game in vr and it feels so cool and it's I am loving the Beat Saber. Have you done Have you done Megalovania yet? 
No, but I was playing through Fire and Flames this morning, and that was a nice, nice morning, uh, <laughs> nice morning death. wake up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then clipping over. Wet, basically, like... just getting all the Guitar Hero three songs that I can and putting them on and trying to <laughs> trying to play through them. Did some Number of the Beast yesterday, uh, and it's it's been it's it's so much fun. And then there's a uh, awesome playing some mini golf on it too. It's uh, it's probably the the game console game experience that I'm enjoying the most at, at this moment, which is uh, something I, I wouldn't think that I would be saying that like a year ago or even a few months ago. So uh, it's cool. It's cool. It's just um, I thought that Beat Saber was out like for like 10 years, but apparently it just came out in like 2018 or something like that. No, you know, it's it's relatively new. Yeah, I thought it was like a at least five years old. So it kind of makes me a bit more um, a bit more. Because I was worried that like, hey, Beat Saber is the only like great game that's come out for VR. I mean, there are good ones like Half Life Alex and uh, Super Hot and some other ones, but yeah, uh, ho- hopefully they 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 keep doing keep doing the games. And and Beat Saber is done by a it's a small small European um studio, so uh, definitely support them. And I I did buy some of the DLC. I bought a Green Day pack before I knew I could sideload. So I bought the game, gave them money, and then just was like, I'm gonna go for the user creative stuff because it's just it's 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 neat playing through your favorite songs. Well, I mean, is it's is Beat Saber free? Like a free download? No, it's like a twenty thirty dollar game. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. So I got, I got I got confused when you said you got the game and and then gave them money. I thought oh, it was oh like yeah a- no like I saw no I was saying I I purchased the game and on top of that I bought a DLC a Green Day one and then I realized that I could unlock basically any song that has been made by the community which is it's 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 a wide range like I was playing the Yu Gi Oh theme this like yesterday. <laughs> uh, random random stuff they have that uh you, you know the bad lip reading star wars ones um those, oh yeah those, yeah those are all fully mapped in there there's there's like car commercials that you can play through and then there's obviously like you know really enjoyable songs and uh avici <laughs> especially is just kind of built for it with his like techno sort of like a, a dj flair so it's uh it's really neat but does it have dank or does it have what oh my god does it yeah does it it's gotta have dank miss uh, it, probably that that sounds like something like there's just stuff when i'm on there and it's like oh it's like a deadpool cover of like a popular song i'm like why is this on there and like this popular song is not on there because because the community makes what the community wants so <laughs> I, don't know. I just i just googled it and yeah apparently someone put blurst of times <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah oh yeah. that's such a good song too there's like the veggie tales opening theme song oh like God. it's like bob the tomato and larry the cucumber and it's like man eh. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Oh if, God, if you ever get a, so if you ever get a VR headset, that it's 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 neat to play Beat Saber. But listener, if you want uh, Alex to do Megalovania on expert mode, uh, tweet at him because he will do it. I mean, I'll do it. I won't get more than like ten seconds in when they say failed. But uh, <laughs> well, it's fine. Do it, do it, do it like like do, like how we used to do it on uh, Guitar Hero. You just you put it in multiplayer mode so you can't actually fail the song you just well, have there, to like there's there's no fail it. mode that you can put on any song and there's also like you can slow it down so i could well, just then, like, there you go you can't be like oh i'll just i can't do it because i'll fail in five seconds it's like no, you no. can just put on no fail and just do it i'm feeling good i'm i'm, I'm, I'm playing songs on hard and getting like either 100 percent or like just under there and i'm not ready to go to expert yet because it is like it's it, it's like hard is like you get the base and then expert is like it puts it up four notches and you're like oh now i gotta spin it's wonderful it's cool it's cool but it's a uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's practice makes perfect, man. We we all started on hard mode in Guitar Hero, and then we got to expert. It's true, and this is this is this is the Guitar Hero game I've been, or the Guitar Hero like void that has been empty in my life since I stopped playing Guitar Hero Live. Uh, I don't know when that came out on Wii U. Played that for a bit. Uh, it's it's just it's just really neat. It's just really neat. I love Guitar Hero. I love rhythm games, music games, and 
man. Beat Saber is oh, Beat Saber's great. But I probably won't go back to the regular Beat Saber songs because why would I play through like good songs but ones that I don't know as opposed to like hey it can just you know pick my favorite songs and go through. Yeah, so. sorry, I was I didn't mean to laugh through what you were saying, but I just I kind of like quietly was listening to the blurst of time. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Jordan Bjorn buy the VR headset? Well, let me tell you, folks. He just it was for Dankmas and only Dankmas. That's why Dankmas. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so so enjoyable. And he's on expert mode. You could do this, Alex. I believe in you, man. The one song that I beat in expert mode, well, okay, a couple songs, but I 100%ed the, the Star Wars opening crawl. It's only like 37 seconds long, which is why it's kind of like, you know, kind of gets okay, yeah, doable. But it like after it, song... it's, it's one of those things where your mind's not even thinking and your body's just like spinning and you're like, I haven't missed one yet. Nice. So I, I think the first song I ever uh, 100% on expert in uh, like rock band was Still Alive because it has the most simple guitar riff ever. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it's uh, it's all right. No, that that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I'm glad I'm glad you're having a having a good time. Um, yeah, and it's it, it's also nice. Like I've also been playing VR Chat once a week with friends, which is a wild game. Uh, but you know, we like go to like a virtual bar and play pool, or like go go karting, and it's like a friend. It's like friends who live across the country, or like I can't see them because of COVID. We can hang out in VR, and it's it's kind of a nice yeah, the perfect thing for the for the COVID time we are living in. So. Is that that's VR chat, right? Yeah, VR. It's free. Uh, it's janky Have as hell. Diving into some of the, the weird, like weird areas of a everything VR is chat? weird, but it's cool because <laughs> it's also like it's basically all, all avatar based. So you can like, there's a lot of great user created avatars. So there's like a whole Nintendo 64 world where you're just going through and you can like take take sprites of like Nintendo characters and. Uh, there's a Smash Bros. one where you get all of them, and some of them have like animations to them too. So you can do like Smash moves like as by pressing certain inputs and. Uh, yeah, VR chat's cool. really cool. It's 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 the only VR game that makes me nauseous because it's all user created and the um, yeah, it varies greatly um from from sort of level to level, map to map. I feel like it's it's kind of like the evolution of what Second Life used to be. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 like Second Life, but it's like less weird. It, it hasn't devolved into like totally weird, you know, like sex stuff yet. So. That's not quite, yeah, not quite word, into it, second life territory. I, I mean, yeah. there are like, like, you know, parts where it's like, oh, okay, well, whatever, like teach their own kind of thing in places, but it's definitely more about like the social sort of aspect and like just trying new experiences for, for the most part. Um, but there's so much weird stuff. And, and that's sort of the thing too, where like hopping in for an hour of VR chat, you never know where you're going to go. And that's kind of the fun part. You don't, you don't know what weirdness you're going to experience. Uh, you don't know when racist Kermit the Frog is going to pop up into your server and you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to mute you. <laughs> he's right. actually doing the voice too. Oh, yeah. I mean, not well, but enough that it's like, hey, that's Kermit the Frog dropping those those phrases. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, that's not funny. <laughs> but it's like, it's funny, like, out of context, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's more, it's more situational humor. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is actually happening. Yeah. But I mean, that's not even like original. That was a Family Guy joke. Yeah, but you know, people people like their Family Guy. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somehow VR I mean, has a lot of know. stuff, and I know I've only listed two games, but honestly, that's all I've been playing for a month, so it's it's, it's cool. Also, also a bit of mini golf. There, there's there's some really good mini golf games where you can like just go around shoot some ones, and those are all multiplayer as well. So uh, also pretty, pretty cool. neat. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like speaking of multiplayer, I know Chris really hasn't really uh, been playing any, anything, but uh, we did uh, we we dove into the exciting world of Monster Hunter Rise a couple weeks ago. 
Oh, yeah, that was a that was a thing. Chris, what did you how did you think about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't be buying it uh, right away. I'll say that. Well, um, that's a that's a that's that's a shame, my friend. Yeah, no, it, it wants your money. Didn't quite get me uh, personally. It was a fun it was a fun demo, but uh, didn't quite hook its claws into me. Well, you know, I also I didn't realize that we I was kind of making a mistake uh, while we were playing it because I thought you could mount the monster. That's why I kept trying to like get on top of it. Um, and apparently they 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 actually took that out. I was just reading that they like put in a blog post that they like removed the mounting feature in Rise because they added so much like like verticality and like and ease of movement. Wow. That like you, mounting a monster is not really you sabotaged um, Chris's gaming experience. I was gonna say I mean, that, that probably would have helped us stay alive a bit longer if, if we weren't uh, <laughs> constantly trying to mount the thing. Yeah, I was. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I was being really, really not <laughs> not effective in that in that realm. But I didn't know at the time. I was like, okay, like they added all this like zippity doodah stuff, and you could like getting on top of this monster is gonna be a lot easier. I didn't realize that they took out that feature just simply because getting on top of the monster is so much easier. Because yeah, like in in in, in I guess in like previous uh, generations of monster games before, I think it was uh, what was it, Monster Hunter uh, Ultimate? I think that added monster mounting, um, like that. It went a long way, right, into like the fact that like movement feels kind of restrictive in like older Monster Hunter games. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like this one is just because they made movement like so like fluid. Uh, they got rid of it so that, that was my bad but you know we had a lot of fun and we you know we uh you know we had some jokes we uh i'm, I'm loading uh, i'm loading the let's play onto youtube uh slowly so why don't you go on youtube and check out uh, ninja Re uh, ninja reviews www.youtube.com slash ninja reviews and you know you can watch it there yeah please do or i mean if you just type probably if you just type in uh ninja jordan plays monster hunter rise it'll, it'll probably come up so yeah no that was fun um yeah, no. Is it really? You're not sold on. You're not sold on Monster Hunter. No, no, not not from that demo. Anyways, like I would consider it if it's on like a deep discount in a year or so. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not running out to get it. That's uh, that's too bad. That, I've, that, that... I've 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 been deep in a different multiplayer game, Final Fantasy XIV. So. Uh, Ooh, coming to PS5 soon. Yeah, PS5 demo just uh, or beta just announced. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that actually looks pretty good because I've been playing on PS4, um, and when they showed the load time in the the, the showcase thing, I was amazed because it takes so long to load once you transport to a new zone. Mm -hmm. But uh, mm -hmm. they've cut that down tremendously. But, uh, that's, yeah, that's one of the that's one of, that's one of the highlights of the PS5. Really, so uh, we hear. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. do, do, do I want to ask? Have Jordan? Have no, don't want to. want to know? Do you want to say? No. What your journey is? I, I, no, I, I've, 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 I've firmly, firmly given up on it. Like, okay, yeah, that, that, that was mostly my question. To, to the point, to, to the point where I legitimately forgot that it existed. Like, I would just like I thought about it the other day. Like, and I was just like, oh yeah, those things exist. Like, PS Five is out. Hmm. It took me a second because I've just been like, I've just been like playing like yeah, like PS Four and Switch stuff. Like, so I just like for like half a second, I had to like remind myself that the PS Five and like the Xbox series are like even things you know because when they're not you know ubiquitous when they're not accessible to the wide you know majority of the population then it's just know. it's almost I bought, like i, I bought two jordan i don't know what you're i know what you're talking about man well know. yeah well you got two because you live in this excessive elon musk bunker it's true i do yeah so there you go uh, but also yeah just to i the 
the most that I've used my PS5 for is to watch Lord of the Rings in 4K, and then I'm watching there Batman the Animated Series on Blu-ray during my lunch breaks. So, uh, not for gaming, but it's it's basically a, a trumped-up 4K player or Blu-ray player for me right now. So, so there you go. That's what I mean, right? Like, and there's still there's still so much good stuff on uh, on PS4 and Switch. I, I mean, I started playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake not too long ago. I mean, oh, Christian Hoops Game of the Year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd call it game of the year, but uh, I, I'm still thoroughly enjoying it. I love how horny everybody is. Some, some thirsty times up in, in Midgar. Oh my god! Yep. <laughs> Roche Roche wants to wants to mount his bike. You in can't a big mount way. in uh, that game. Actually, they took it out after Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> so, and, uh, and what else? I, you know, yeah, I've been working through Death Stranding, so I'm having a lot of fun with that one too. <laughs> that failed game <laughs> uh it didn't really fail actually it did pretty pretty good for what it was <laughs> a bad just, game <laughs> just take the l here jordan yeah just no, take it's, the l. Uh, uh, um 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 let's 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 hold our horses here guys because it's got a 9 out of 10 on steam and an 82 oh, percent on metacritic uh what does, respect what does other anthem, people's opinions <laughs> does anthem have again uh anthem is uh sitting at a stupid uh yeah. where are you now See, the thing is that me and chris didn't uh we didn't we didn't defend anthem I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't. What did, uh, what did Marvel's The Avengers have again? Again, I've only played the uh, the preview. You'd have to talk to Cole Watson about what his thoughts were about the about the game when it launched. Yeah. I believe he thought it was about a 7.5, but yeah. you can read his full review on cgmagonline.com. Don't don't support it. Don't support it. Don't support him. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> sorry, Cole. Wow, swerving. Hard, Shoot. Huh? All right, Listen, he doesn't want to come on podcast anymore and defend himself, so I get to say whatever I want. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'll I'll tell him to listen to this one. I'll uh, let him know. Yeah, all the team better. here now. Yeah, you better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh well, you know what? On that on that happy note, uh, I think this is where we're actually going to bring uh, this podcast to a close. Just pull your foot um, out, out, out of your mouth and uh, wrap it up. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. Pull the foot out of his ash. That's I, what I'm calling. I don't, know, I don't know where this is coming from, Cole. I'm, I'm sorry. You've only been. I don't know. I, I don't know where it is either. I, I just miss Cole. I just miss getting into like arguments with him. It's 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 coming from a place of sad. It's like you know what? Like when a kid is like sad, so he like lashes out. That's basically where I am at right now. I'm just lashing out because I miss Cole. I miss okay. talking to him. We all we all miss Cole. I don't know if Chris has ever met Cole, but he probably misses him too. Yeah, uh, I think he, he was on podcast with us once. I think. Uh, I don't think I've been with Cole now. No. Sure. Oh. I thought you were. I thought you might have been on podcast when we were actually talking about uh, the Avengers. Uh, I don't believe so. You brought it up oh. once, like I had just been playing it around that time. Oh, okay, but, uh, yeah. that's a shame. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you uh, for listening. <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, read about any of the things that we talked about, you can find them on cgmagonline.com. Uh, if you want to find this podcast anywhere, I mean, you, you found it, so good for you. You're listening to it. But if you want to share it with your friends, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and all the great places that uh, podcasts are listened to. If you want to find me at any point in time, you can find me at this address, uh, 72 Fake Street. Um, <laughs> nice. No. If you, <laughs> not a pull on that one. Way to dox Chris like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at NinjaJordan underscore. And as I mentioned before, you can find me on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash NinjaReviews. Uh, Chris, 
We can find you at the Hoogathy, right? Yeah, uh, on Twitter at Hoogathy, Hoogathy that's H-O-O-G-A-T-H-Y, or on Twitch at Guild2Taps. What about your Star Wars podcast? Or you're just on that one. It's not yours. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I do have a Star Wars podcast. I, I didn't want to advertise too much. Oh, you want to plug it? Yeah, it's the Quarter Portion Plot. Ah, <laughs> I'll say it properly this time. It's the Quarter Portion <laughs> Podcast Network. You can find that. Uh, quarter, the- quarter Portion Podcast Network. On, yeah, on everything, basically. Nice. What's is that? What's what's the name of the podcast? Uh, there is the quarter portion podcast is our flagship, and Ashes of the Order is our actual play Star Wars RPG podcast. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, uh, Alex, you want to talk about um, the uh, Anime Research Society or whatever it is that you're doing these days? An anime Research Jordan, that's been dead for like ten years. <laughs> Jordan, do you want to talk it? about coffee and cartridges or? Shut yeah, up! Geez. Uh, uh, yeah, me and me and um, friend of the show Cole Watson, but apparently not of Jordan Biardi because he, I don't know, something uh, We uh, we are in in the process of planning our second season of CGM flashbacks because we had so much fun with the first season, and uh, we actually have some exciting news that has actually caused a, a bit of a shift in schedule. But we will we will get to that when we get to that. You guys getting um, married finally? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't answer my messages, but <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. Uh, but other than that, you can find me on uh, all social media at Alex Hansiak, and you can find me managing the Roller Coaster Tycoon uh, social media accounts. So if you like the Tycoon, oh, that's cool. Drop me a hello, maybe a like, maybe some hate. It's really up to you. Don't read my my reviews of the latest uh, Roller Coaster Tycoons. Oh, uh, if you think that's the latest Roller Coaster Tycoon, I have a surprise for you, Jordan. Oh my God, is it another terrible mobile port? No, I just meant that, that that there is mobile games. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, they brought them to the Switch and they're garbage. The Switch. Well, anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, Jordan, <laughs> take us away. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again and, for listening. And and shitting uh, on all the games I love. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start representing good games and I'll stop shitting on them. Well, start start uh, crabbing where he eats. I guess, yeah. I can't. Well, I can't hear it enough from you guys about Raji. Like Jesus, I, I was fair with that review. <laughs> I, I don't even. I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't even what know I'm what the spiral about. is. But uh. <laughs> oh god. Well, yeah. So uh, <laughs> thanks for listening again, and uh, don't forget to uh, stay home, stay safe. Uh, wear masks. Wear two masks. Actually, the CDC has finally recommended that two masks, one surgical mask under a cloth mask, can reduce up to eighty percent of um, of uh, particle spread. And not only that, it can actually actually help you protect you. It's not just like masks that like help protect other people from your uh, particle spread, but it actually helps increase the amount of uh, particles that you like can come into contact with. So double mask it people it's uh, it's good to go uh, and keep listening to great podcasts by great people <laughs>